Welcome to Vertical Insights, a podcast series brought to you by CA Ventures, bringing you an in-depth look at the commercial real estate industry through the lens of CA's resident subject matter experts. I'm Robert Maddock. And I'm Megan Nam, And this is Vertical Insights. And we're here with our next guest, Senior Vice President of Anthology Senior Living, Andrew Eggins. Andrew, welcome to the show. Hey, good to be here. Great to have you. Andrew, we'll just start out with the simple stuff. Tell us a little bit about who you are, where you came from, and what your day-to-day looks like. You know, I started out my career actually in a completely different industry. I started out as an equity options trader on the floor of the uh, CBOE here in Chicago, and it was great. It was fun. Um, also pretty stressful, but uh, I worked as a trader trading options for Apple and Google and Tesla, derivatives like that for about five years. And then you know, I made a conscious decision that I wanted to move out of that industry. I just felt like options trading was becoming very computer automated. You had huge firms that were spending millions and millions of dollars on technology and you know there wasn't going to be a place for human traders in the future so i wanted to move into into real estate and uh, i started working in banking so i worked for uh, bank of america i worked for mufg union bank and was also going to business school in the evenings and while at school i met a friend who worked at ca ventures and he helped introduce me to the team here. And so I was actually hired as the first ever asset manager on the senior living team. So I started at uh, CA Senior Living in early 2017. So I've been working here for uh, over four years. And today I run asset management and revenue management for Anthology Senior Living. Anthology is the sort of client uh, outward facing name of our senior living vertical. And my main responsibilities as asset manager is to maximize the value of our assets for our investors. In my role in revenue management, I am running everything on the revenue side of the business, pricing, concessions, leasing strategies, sales and marketing. And in addition to that, I help on the capital markets front, especially on um, recaps and refinancing and sales. And I also play a big role on the disposition of our assets. So I get to work on deals really right when they close all the way through when we monetize. Now, Andrew, if you you said a couple things there that I'm going to assume that our listeners don't know, maybe a few do, but you mentioned CA Senior Living and then more recently Anthology Senior Living. Can you talk a little bit about the, the difference between the two or if there even is a difference? So when we started, when I guess when CA started a senior living vertical or the senior living investment arm of the company, it was called CA Senior Living. And we were an owner and a developer of seniors housing communities across the country. We were developing assisted living and memory care communities. We still do today. But typically, the way in sort of developers in this space work is they are the owners, they are the developers. And then they partner with a third-party operator to come in and do the day-to-day management. The day-to-day management of seniors' housing is very, very intensive. You're serving residents three meals a day, seven days a week. You're providing daily activities. You're providing 24-hour care. Uh, You have a sales and marketing team. You have a housekeeping team. 
And so it's, it's a big endeavor. And so there are third party operators that specialize in managing these communities. So that's how we started out. We started out as the developer and the owner, and we, we had contracts with third party managers to come in and do that work. We worked with fantastic third party managers, some of the best in the industry. We worked with Atria Senior Living, Senior Lifestyle, Living Care, ISL, really you know top tier managers. But we felt like the operations was really the key to unlocking value at these communities. You can build the most beautiful real estate, the most beautiful buildings, the best amenities, the best locations. But if you can't take care of your residents and give them great experiences every day, people will move out. You won't get new prospects and the community and the investment will fail. On the other end of the spectrum, if you are a best in class operator, you can take any building, no matter how old it is, no matter where it's located and really make it valuable. So we always had aspirations to do to manage these communities ourselves and take control of that process. It's also something that our capital partners were pushing from us because we are so data-driven and we knew that that's something we could excel in. So we launched Anthology Senior Living, which is our own in-house operations team in April 2019. But we started working on Anthology starting two years earlier in 2017. We wanted to make sure when we first launched, we weren't learning as we go and stringing different systems together. So we invested a lot of time and a lot of money early on, bringing on really, really strong operating professionals to come in and help guide us and consult us. So we knew that when we launched, we could do a great job from day one. So starting in April, we did a large acquisition of a 12 property portfolio and we put in our own operations team to manage that. And uh, it's we haven't looked back. And so since then, we have continued to do new developments and manage them ourselves. And today we are one of only a handful of vertically integrated owner developer operators across the country. And that's one of our big differentiators. You know, an anecdote I heard when I first started at CA was real estate is location, 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 but seniors housing is operations, operations, operations. And so to your point, Andrew, it's the aspect of the business that allows you to drive the most value and differentiation, but it's also the most intricate and, and sensitive and complex. So I can imagine that launching an operating platform was not only a huge decision to make on behalf of the senior leadership team, but also an incredibly intensive planning process. You know, I, I clearly remember the day that the anthology team, then the senior team, uh, unveiled the brand to the rest of the organization. And we all kind of oohed and awed at the logo and the website and the mission and vision and values. But, you know, that was really only the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, so we we started hiring two years before we ever launched. We hired a head of sales and marketing. We hired a head of operations, a head of clinical, uh, an IT specialist, all these different functional area specialists that come in and really write our whole programs. Because like you said, the branding is just the branding. That's what our ads look like. But we needed and we wanted these communities to you know, really come to life. And we knew we had a responsibility to our residents and our team members to give them great experiences. And so we built out really complex menus. We built out a sales and marketing strategy, a value proposition, uh, you know, but we, you know, we built out, you know, marketing playbooks 
we've built out a whole clinical platform, you know, how we take care of our residents, how we do assessments, you know, how we staff our buildings, how we schedule them. Every little piece of the puzzle was thoughtfully put together years before we launched so that, uh, and, you know, we, we were able to learn from the existing operator partners that we have. We weren't starting from scratch. We owned several communities that had great professional management and we can learn from them and, and pick out what we felt worked best and use it for ourselves. So Andrew, as I you know sit here and I'm obviously I'm not a senior housing expert, right? But if I think about my own family and my grandparents who were, you know, either in nursing homes or um, you know independent living facilities, I know you mentioned memory care and assisted living. Can you talk a little bit about the offerings that we have at our communities and maybe what we don't do? and kind of the types of groups that we, we look for in these areas um, inside of our communities. And why, I think that would be helpful. Why, where do we play and why do we make those decisions? Really large spectrum of types of care and we don't play in every part of that spectrum. So when we first started out, we were focused on assisted living and memory care. And then more recently, we've moved into independent living. So those are the main product types that we offer today. The main differences are independent living. Our residents are truly independent. We don't offer care services, and quite frankly, we legally can't offer care services. So they, those residents are moving into independent living because it's a lifestyle choice. They no longer want to live at home. They want to, don't want to do their own cooking, their own laundry. They don't want to shovel the snow in the winter. So they're looking to move into a community that offers you know, a large variety of amenities and offers some meals and offers socialization. Our average independent living resident is probably in their late 70s or early 80s. And so over time and after living in our community, oftentimes we see some health decline and the independent living residents will then move into the next phase of our communities, which is the assisted living neighborhood. In assisted living, we do offer care services, and that's a big part of our value proposition. So we help with what we call activities of daily life. So that includes dressing, bathing, being escorted to and from meals or to activities, therapy, medication management, and all these different services. You mentioned that independent living residents can kind of transition into assisted living. Is that you're saying those services are all or those options are all in the same facility, same community? Yeah, so oftentimes we will have one community that offers independent living, assisted living, and memory care all in one. And residents can move into the community in different stages of their life, but typically someone who moves in in independent living will naturally progress in their aging and will need new services down the road and we'll be able to allow them to continue to stay with us and offer them those services. And not have to move. That's great. Right. Right. Nursing care is, I know that's another part of this industry. Is that an area that your team is focused on at all? No, nursing care is further along on the spectrum and takes on residents with higher acuity. So as we sit here and we, we look at, you know, we're, we're getting through COVID-19, um, you know, the, the vaccine. Well, can't not bring up COVID. <laughs> well, I, I think it's very important, right? Because right. we saw, you know, we, we look at when this all started, we hear about a nursing home facility in Washington, the state of Washington, right? And that was all in the news. And I know it brought up a ton of questions to your team, but would love to kind of hear 
how you and your team reacted throughout this entire process of COVID-19, what you guys do to get through the pandemic, even though we're not totally out of it yet, and what is the focus now moving forward? So, I mean, the pandemic impacted every part of our business and our residents in particular were very vulnerable. They're all older and a lot of them have comorbidities. And so uh, it was very important for us to prioritize the safety of our residents and our team members in every single decision we made over the last 18 months. That was first and foremost. So when the pandemic first hit, the very first thing we did was we imposed an emissions ban that we, we self-imposed on our communities to make sure we weren't introducing any new variables into our communities. And we quarantined all of our residents in their rooms. We delivered their meals to their rooms. We did daily, you know, multi- multiple times a day. We did health screenings. We went around with with therapies and services to care for them, but to make sure everyone was in their room and separated just so that um, we could protect them early on when we were first learning about the virus. You know, there's two different sort of parts to this that we have to think about. One is our residents and the other is our staff. We had to really focus on both sides of that business. So for our residents, one of the first things we did was we found PCR COVID tests and brought them into our community and made sure we had free testing available to all residents at all times so we could try to catch any instances of COVID early on and we can keep those residents separated and cared for. And then, you know, we designed the sort of daily living around this new normal. And I you know, mentioned some of those things earlier, but the way we delivered food, the way we structured our activities, the way we structured visitation, all kept our residents' safety in mind. And for our team members, you know, our team members were truly the frontline workers that were walking into work every single day during a pandemic and wearing masks and gloves and interacting with our residents. And they were very brave and really worked hard. And we did a good job of protecting them. Through the entire pandemic, we had no team members that got severely sick and passed away, none. And we offered free testing, free vaccinations, extended PTO, you know, extra benefits to our team members that they would feel comfortable and financially secure um, to come into work and, you know, help our residents. We, we've been vigilant. We've um, gotten vaccine clinics rolled out across our entire portfolio um, over 95% of our residents are fully vaccinated. We currently, across thousands of residents and thousands of team members, have zero COVID cases. Um, and we definitely saw a peak at, in the fourth quarter of 2020. But really, by March of this past year, it's been very quiet, and we've been fortunate not to have cases. You guys had the most significant kind of impacts and needs to pivot. I think what you did last year was kind of incredible and and the rest of the company was able to really benefit from that because Anthology had your processes, your procedures. I mean, I remember when you started getting the the PCR tests and it was way before that was possible or accessible to the rest of the world um, as far as we were concerned. And so I think it's it's pretty incredible what you've accomplished. And, and I think you sold yourself short. You said you had two kind of big, big things to consider your residents and your staff members. But 
You also have the family members of your residents, which is a complete other beast in terms of communications and, and kind of managing updates and things like that. And then also capital. I can't imagine what kind of questions. I mean, investors had tons of questions about all of our, our verticals, but senior specifically was, was a focus area. And I'm sure you dealt with a lot of that. Yeah, we have incredible capital partners that were very, very supportive of us taking initiatives to protect our residents and team members and communicate with our families as our priority. And that's not always the case. And other operators might not be as lucky, but our capital partners were fantastic. We actually had instances of we were able to place large orders of PPE from overseas and get shipments months before other groups were able to do so because we had connections through our capital partners. They were able to help us source that PPE. So we, we really relied on them and they stepped up and it's you know part of that partnership. That's how you were doing it. You guys had PPE when no one else get their hands on it. <laughs> they were sitting on toilet paper too, I'm sure. <laughs> So Andrew, you know, first of all, kudos to you and your team um, and, and everything that you did for our residents and, and their families. Um, we're going to pivot now and, and get back on to kind of, you know, the focus of Anthology Senior Living. So, you know, as the team continues to grow the footprint across the country, you mentioned being one of the largest uh, national based operators. Um, could you talk about maybe the benefit to being a national operator compared to maybe somebody who's more regionally focused? And then to kind of carry on with that, what types of markets is the team looking to, to put these types of communities in? So I would say that Anthology in general is a very programmatic owner, developer, and operator. We work with the same partners that have been great that we trust. Um, we want to grow with them. We, the way we find sites is we have our own demographics and analytics that we kind of overlay over a map program to create heat zones uh, so we know exactly where we want to develop and not only what market but what side of the highway and what part of the neighborhood and what retail and schools and and types of people are located nearby so we know exactly where we're developing and then when we run our operations we do it the same way our marketing program our culinary program our care program it's, it's very, very structured and programmatic, so we know exactly how to deliver a good quality of service to our residents every day. And that's not to say that there, isn't nuance, that there aren't nuances to every market because we are in Salt Lake City, Utah, we're in Seattle, we're in Connecticut, we're in Dallas, we're in Florida. So you don't have the same customers or the same prospects in, or the same labor force in every market. But our systems and our process is structured in a way to make it easy for them and easy for us to measure the data so that we can continue to drive consistency across our communities. So you're um, telling me no jambalaya in Seattle and no <laughs> Philly cheesesteaks down in Texas? No, no but we have Philly cheesesteaks in Philly. And, uh, you know. Makes sense. That checks out. <laughs> What about the product side of that? Is it the same kind of rubber stamp across the country or no? Yeah, so we have prototype buildings. We actually internally have a meeting uh, every month. We call it our Super Thursday meeting. It was supposed to be on Tuesdays and called Super Tuesday, but <laughs> we moved to Thursdays. Uh, but we have, and this is what's really incredible about being a vertically integrated owner, developer, and operator. But at this meeting, we have our development team, 
We have our culinary team, our marketing team, our operations team, our clinical team, our asset managers all sit around the same table and talk about what building works best in our market. So what should the length of hallways be that make it optimal so that our residents don't have to walk too far to get to the dining room? What sort of square footages work best so we have the right turning radiuses for residents in wheelchairs? Uh, what amenity spaces are being utilized? Do we want someone to work at the front desk and a separate person to run our bistro or can it be integrated into the same person to save efficiencies on our staffing so we go through every little piece of our development our unit mix our unit sizes our building heights our outdoor spaces so that we get sign off from our development team and our asset management and finance team and also our operating team who are the ones that are in these communities every single day making it happen yeah that's incredible i want to go to super thursday <laughs> it sounds like a lot. Well, one of the things that we've started inside of this podcast is really kind of talking about the future. And I know in the amount of time that CA Senior Living and then Anthology Senior Living has been around, there's been a lot of innovation and, and changes and, and normally all for the better. Can you talk a little bit about where you see this asset class continuing to grow? Right. We obviously have changing demographics in this country that are very favorable for the services that your team provides. But what can we expect in the future? What does the next five years look like for Anthology Senior Living? Certainly, we have room to grow. We're still a young company and we're still learning a lot. And so there's always ways to make our process on the front end more efficient and our experiences in our communities that much better for our residents and team members. You know, I think from a footprint perspective, we're starting to look at some new markets. So we have some upcoming deals that are going to move a little bit more into our coastal parts of the country, which is exciting because those are particularly high barrier to entries parts of the country where there oftentimes haven't been new seniors housing developed in many years. And so we will be going up against other communities that may be 20, 30, 40 years old. And in our communities, we have the sort of yoga rooms and the rooftop gardens and the spas. And it's just a totally different experience that we can deliver to prospects in those markets. You know, not to interrupt you, but I think I saw somewhere, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was 80% of the current senior housing stock, if you will, in this country is at least 17 years old. Is that true? I think that's true. And what's also true is that a majority of the seniors housing stock is owned by really mom and pop owners. So it's not institutional quality. So you have a definitely even older stock and you have some you know less sophisticated owners that may not have the capital to be able to reinvest in these communities to for the upkeep and to enhance the food and to increase the staffing to make sure everything runs really smoothly. So I think there's a lot of room for us to grow and develop our own product. And I think we're going to continue to move into new markets. We're going to the beaches. That's what you told me. The coast yeah. Beaches, right? Yep. <laughs> I'll make our site visits more fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, before we before we wrap up here, one of the things that I wanted to touch on, because I think it's it's amazing, is not only the vertically integrated process allows us to kind of bring those user insights to the forefront and make these decisions and, and proactively plan for that phase, the operations phase, but you guys do a really good job with kind of the technology aspect, and that really takes these buildings to the next level. Um, can you talk a little bit about the property technology? Because I, I think it's pretty incredible what you guys have done. Sure. 
we're not afraid of experimenting with new types of technology. I think that's always fun and something that's lacking in the senior space. So what we've done is we've borrowed a lot of technologies from other verticals, which is something we have the benefit of as being part of the larger CA Ventures family. You know, one thing that we have is we have a system, it's our nurse call system. And so every single one of our residents will wear a wristband that looks like a Fitbit and it tracks exactly where they are in our communities at all times. And it's done from a safety perspective. So we can always ensure that we have the right number of staff nearby and able to assist our residents. If someone falls, it automatically sends out an alert so a staff member can be by their side within a minute. It even, you know, it even tells you what side of the room someone is on. So there's medication that needs to get passed and it needs to be done timely. And someone should be in the room, but maybe they're out playing bocce ball or sitting by a fire pit somewhere. Our staff member can go to that part of the building and find them and deliver medication. If a adult child visits and they want to know where's mom, you can say, oh, she's in the crafts room. We can go upstairs and find her right now. So we're able to see exactly where everyone is and help manage the building that way. That same Fitbit also provides a keyless fob system for all the entry doors in our community. So our seniors don't have to fumble around with keys or turn difficult locks. They just wave their hand by their door and their door opens. We have another app that is shared with our families uh, that's called Sagely. And so we update our families on all of the activities that our residents are doing. So if you're an adult daughter and you want to know how mom and dad are doing, you can look at your app and you can say, here's what they had for lunch. Here's the activities they participated in during this day. Here's what's coming up tonight. So you can follow along and sort of participate and be part of that experience with your with your parents. So those are some examples of some of the, the things we've experimented with and have been effective. That's great. That's so amazing. cool. Just congratulations again. And and Andrew, thank you for taking the time to join us. And hopefully we'll get you on again soon for a better update. And maybe uh, let me know when you go on those site visits out in the beaches. I'd <laughs> love to get out of the Midwest. I think I'm going to get that Fitbit thing for you, Rob. I can keep, keep tabs on you. <laughs> Thanks, yes. Andrew. Thank you. Sure.